Look at Proverbs tonight, Proverbs chapter number 28, Proverbs chapter number 28, and we'll begin in this chapter with one verse of scripture for our text to get us started, uh, then we'll be uh, turning to several places in the book of Proverbs as we've been doing uh, each and every week that uh, we've been in this series, and we've been in it for some time now, and uh, we still have a ways to go, and so I uh, trust has been a help. We'll continue to move forward uh, until the Lord moves us in a different direction. Proverbs chapter 28, read one verse this evening for our text to get us started, verse number 7, whoso keepeth the law is a wise son, but he that is a companion of riotous men shameth his father. Tonight we're going to look at the wise son. We're going to be dealing with the wise son. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, open it and to learn from you. Uh, may we heed the admonitions we hear tonight. May we allow the Spirit of God to work in our heart. May he accomplish uh, what he desires to accomplish tonight. And uh, Father, may uh, someone, uh, because of the message tonight, may somebody decide uh, that they're going to be a wise son, uh, they're going to be a wise daughter, they're going to listen uh, to wisdom. May it save them a whole lot of heartache in the future. And we ask for your will to be done, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And we look at the wise son, and there's a few things that I'll lay as a foundation for us to remember as we get into the Bible study tonight. As we uh, look at what the word wise... Uh, simply put, wise, to be wise, is someone who exercises wisdom in his choices. A lot of time we put wisdom as just in head knowledge. And I know a lot of things. You can know a lot of things and make some foolish choices. And so to be wise, according to the Bible, is to exercise wisdom in our choices. We need to uh, remember that the lie the world tells us is there's just some things that we can't, we can't help and there's just some ways that we were, we were, we, we were born and there's, we were just evolved a certain way and this and that. No, we can all make the right choices. Uh, we have to make wise choices. So for to, us to be wise, uh, we have to exercise wisdom in his choices. It would probably be a fair statement to say that each and every one of us, most days, we make some wise choices, we make some foolish choices. And a lot of times we make foolish choices, we have the wisdom to make the wise choice, we just don't make it. Sometimes we make a foolish choice because we lack knowledge and understanding. That Everybody's been in that situation. But when it comes to life, it's why we should be seeking wisdom so that we can have that wisdom to exercise in our choices. Uh, if we're just caught up in, I know these things and I know all of this, I'm for having Bible knowledge. I'm for uh, having uh, knowledge as far as that's concerned. But having wisdom is the ability to take what we know to be true and to exercise it in our choices. Tonight, we're, as we think of this, and we talk about a wise son, and a couple of times we'll contrast that with a foolish son, it's all about choices. Somebody, We were all born sinners, lost in our sins. Uh, we had, when we got saved, we're saved by the grace of God. We know that. So what makes us wise or foolish is our choices, is the decisions we make. And so when we talk about a wise son tonight, it is someone who exercises wisdom in his choices. Wisdom is that which comes from the source of all wisdom. If you think back to weeks past, we've talked about wisdom and, and, and the wise person. Uh, we, we, we established that the, the wisdom comes from the source of all wisdom, and that's God. 
Uh, we don't hold God to man's wisdom and say, oh, that lines up. No, God is wisdom. And so if we're going to have wisdom, we must get it from God. Wikipedia is not wisdom. Google is not wisdom. Uh, man's logic is not wisdom. God is wisdom. So how do we get that? We get it from the Bible. We get it from the Word of God. So as we go through the Bible study tonight, we talk about a wise son. It's about exercising wisdom in our choices. Now, a few things to keep in mind. As we consider a, consider a wise son, if you are a daughter, don't tune it out. That's interchangeable. Uh, if when we talk about a father and their son... The father is designated as the instructor or the authority in the home. And by the way, that's still true according to the Word of God. So that is why it's, the, it's, it's not that the mother has nothing to offer. Well, when we get to Proverbs 31, we'll see that. But that father represents the instructor, the one with the responsibility, uh, the one who has the authority. And by the way, men, it's still our responsibility to get our families to church. And if you're married to a spiritual woman, a great Christian, don't be intimidated by that. Be thankful for that. But it's still our role in the home. And so when we read that tonight, it's, it's he's designated as the instructor or the authority in the home. Now, we should also consider these truths applicable as our relationship with our Heavenly Father. How many of you are saved tonight? Let me see your hand. Okay. God is your Heavenly Father. So you can easily take the, the scripture we're going to read tonight when it says a father instructs, not only from an earthly standpoint do we need to listen to that, and that's where I'll spend most of my time and emphasis tonight, but as you and I sit here, I don't want anybody to tune this out because, well, my children are reared or, or, or this doesn't apply to me. No, it applies to all of us because we have a heavenly father, and we must remember a wise son, it's about that wisdom, using that wisdom to make those choices that are considered wise. Uh, tonight's study will serve as a warning to the younger generation. I want all the teenagers to listen very carefully to me tonight. I want all the young adults to listen very carefully to me tonight. Even young couples, I want you to listen very carefully to me tonight. You are the main audience that I'm targeting this evening. So if you leave here tonight and say, I feel like pastor was just preaching at us. Okay, I'm telling you ahead of time. I want you to listen very carefully to me. It is going to serve as a warning to the younger generation. You can save yourself a lot of trouble if you'll listen to wisdom and exercise that wisdom in your life. So I want you to listen very carefully to me because choices determine a wise son or a foolish one. Tonight's Bible study, it will also give us a glimpse into God's view of a son rejecting the instruction or the wisdom of his father. We're going to get God's viewpoint, what God thinks about that. Now, I know we have, a, we, have, we have a generation of rebels today that like to justify why they can ignore the Bible, why they can ignore their, 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 their Christian parents who, who took them to church. Why they, I know we have a generation that wants to, wants to explain that away, but tonight we need to listen to what God says. It's His viewpoint. We're going to get a glimpse of that. 
Well, also at the very end, we'll see the only way for a foolish son to become a wise son. God always points out the problem, but he always gives a solution. And if we get in a mess, now sometimes we get in that mess, it's hard to get out of. I put it this way, I don't know if this makes sense to you. Sometimes you can dig a pit so deep your ladder won't reach the top. And it's hard to get out. So that's why there's warning in Scripture. And so I think this will help us tonight. So keep these things in mind as we get into these 27 points this evening. And so we'll look at these very, very quickly. You're not in the mood tonight, are you? Chapter number 10. Turn to chapter number 10 with me. And while you're turning there, let me say number one. A wise son's choices please his father and likewise does not burden his mother. A wise son's choices pleases his father and likewise does not burden his mother. Chapter 10 and verse number, let me find my verse. Uh, Yes, it is one. Okay, I thought those were the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. A wise son maketh a glad father. We said a wise son's choices pleases his father, and likewise does not burn his mother. Let's look at the first part of that. This is what the Bible says. A wise son maketh a glad father. I think there's something in every child, but especially a son in a relationship with his father. He wants his father to be proud of him. And fathers, you need to remember that. And more than anything else, our children want us to be proud of them. Now, on the flip side of that, kids, whether you're a 10-year-old kid or or a 65-year-old kid, um, we have to live in a way so they can be proud of us. But there's a desire in us. If you say, well, I don't have any desire for that, you're lying. Because if you're honest, that's what we desire because God puts it in us. So, but a father truly wants to be, if, if, his, if, his, if his life is right, if it's the way God created it, he wants to be proud. You know, you, you see them accomplish something. You, 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 it's always a joy to see you know, a, a, a child, what, no matter what it may be in and in what aspect that it is in, to, to accomplish something, to do something, to, to get applauded, and you see the smile on their face, and they're just, I did it. But their smile is not the biggest smile. It's mom and dad, it's parent, who's invested. So we look at this, a wise son choices pleases his father. Now, likewise, when we make the wise choice, it pleases our heavenly father. This is where we ought to pay close attention, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. If a wise son is someone who takes wisdom, exercises wisdom, and makes the right choices, a foolish son is someone who does not use wisdom to make their choices. Now, this is where I want everybody to hear me. You can be wise on one day and a fool the next based on the choices you make. That's why it's important for you to, no matter how you're feeling every day, you need to acknowledge where you are mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Spend time in the Word of God. You need to get your, as the whole saying goes, if you need to get your head right, get your head right. Get your heart right because you can be wise in one day and a fool the next. That son 
that does not make wise choices, the Bible says in verse 1, is a heaviness of his mother. It's a burden. Instead of a, hey, look what my child has accomplished. There's a heaviness there. There's a burden there. And young people, let me admonish you tonight to make up your mind never to be the burden to your mother. Now, I was not a perfect child, but according to my mother, I was. And she always told the truth. While I was not perfect, and I'm sure there's times I failed, I really believe, and I, she expresses to me, that I was never a heaviness on her. That makes that separation a little easier. Don't be your, your foolish choices. And we're going to look at what some of these foolish choices can be in a moment. But I want us to get established. It's a heaviness. It doesn't mean mama doesn't love her son. It doesn't mean mama doesn't love her child. It doesn't mean daddy doesn't love, but there's a burden there. When we have been taught what is right, we have access to wisdom and instead of exercising the wisdom we have, we make foolish choices. Well, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing that if we're not a heaviness to those uh, who, have, who, have, who have invested in us? Number two, look at me, same chapter, chapter 10, verse 5. That's not right. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm sorry, folks. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. But he, eventually all these Proverbs verses run together. I mean, it's been about 30 weeks. Chapter, uh, verse 5, he that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causes shame. Number two, a wise son gives attention to preparation. A wise son gives attention to preparation. We live in a culture that we want everything now. We don't want to pay a price for it. We don't have to, we don't have to prepare for it. We don't have to do everything for it. A wise son gives attention to preparation. Uh, God, one, there's so many principles in the Bible where God has to prepare us for what he has for us. He has to prepare us to uh, do a work for him. A wise son prepares himself to be a husband. Anybody can get married. But what we ought to be doing is we ought to be preparing ourselves for that. Well, I, I want to I be in the ministry one day. Well, you better prepare yourself. Well, I want to have a family one day. You better prepare yourself. There's so many applications of this, but a wise son gives attention to preparation. If you shortcut, it will catch you. We must give attention to preparation. Number three, chapter 13, verse number one. Chapter 13, verse number 1. A wise son, one who takes wisdom and exercises his choices, heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. Number 3, a wise son respects his father's admonishment. A wise son respects his father's admonishment. As teenagers... 
children, when that authority figure, that father, corrects you, admonishes you, what is the react? What is the what is the react? What is the tendency to react? But why, why why are you why are you getting on me? If you're wise, you'll respect that admonishment because they're trying to help you. Uh, young adults, let me let me help you with something. If you'll let me help you with this, I'll help you. This will help you. Mom and dad understands that you're. Not 12 anymore. My mom still treats me. My mom was, was 74. She still treated me like her baby. That's part of mom. But there's something too. We say respecting. If, they, if, if you have a parent and you're an adult and you're, 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 you're grown, you're right out, you're a young adult. I remind you, you don't know everything. You haven't seen everything yet. And... Father comes to you and says, hey, I just want to point this out or here's something to think about. Don't be, well, I, I, I'm an adult. I promise you this. Your parents consider you an adult more than you consider yourself an adult. Because that, that's why you respond that way. But a wise son respects his father's admonishment. Now, this can be instruction. When God gives us admonishment, we should respect that. When that authority figure gives us admonishment, gives us instruction, we should expect that instead of, well, I just don't know who they think. I, I know what I need to do. You ought to respect it. That can be instruction, but it can also be rebuke. That verse says the opposite of hearing the father's instructions, a wise son, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. You're not going to correct me. You're not going to tell me I'm wrong. That's foolish. Because if there's somebody that's going to tell you, they, they care enough about you to say, hey, that action is wrong, or this in your life is wrong, or this relationship is wrong, a wise son says, I need to consider that. I need to listen to that. Now, this is not your pastor. I agree with this, but this is not just your pastor saying, you need to listen this is God saying, if you have wisdom and you exercise it, you'll be considered wise. If not, you're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. So a wise son respects his father's admonishment. Number four. I have eight of these tonight, and I'm moving very good through these. Chapter number 15. And by the way, I don't think I need to say this, but let me, let me say this. Admonishment is not opinion. There's a lot of people that run around and give opinion that doesn't line up with what, and it's your opinion. Everybody's got a right to an opinion. Just don't call it Bible. Uh, I try to be, when somebody comes to me for counsel, I try to be very careful in that. I try, when it's my opinion, I try very hard on purpose to say, this is just my opinion. So do with it what you will, but it's just my opinion, as opposed to, this is what the Bible says. This is a Bible principle. And so, mom, dad, fathers, we have a responsibility to use the Bible to instruct. So, I mean, that, I mean I'm, a, I'm just assuming we all understand that, but I thought it would be wise to say, chapter 15, verse 20. Pay close attention to this if you would. A wise son maketh a glad father. We've read something very similar already. But a foolish man despiseth his mother. 
Number four, a wise son honors his mother. A wise son honors his mother. Now listen to me. If, 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 if anybody's going to have a hard time with this Bible study, this is the point that some are going to have a hard time with. The Bible says, a wise son maketh a glad father. We've already talked about it. A father wants to be proud of his son because of his actions. And, and by the way, this will help the children, teenagers, young adults. You know, a, a father who has the right perspective never expects you to be perfect just wants you to take wisdom and make wise choices. And sometimes we make mistakes. Okay, we learn from that. Now we can make a wise choice. That makes a glad father. When, when are you going to treat me like an adult? When you can take wisdom and make wise choices like that. I know 30-year-olds that can't be treated like an adult because they can't take wisdom and make wise choices. That's, that's where the wisdom comes in. By the way, God will treat us and let us make all the decisions we want, but where we fall in that wise or fool depends on if we take wisdom and make those decisions. But notice what the Bible says. The, the, the wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. So if a foolish man despises his mother, a wise son is going to honor his mother. Nobody in here always feels like making the right decision. That doesn't mean we can't make the right decision. If we only made the right decisions when we felt like it, we wouldn't make the right decision probably as often as we would like to say we would. We do right because it's right, not because we have emotions attached to it. So we find sometimes there's, there's, there's I would, I'm not as concerned about doing this, I'm not in, in the right frame of mind, uh, maybe I haven't been as close to the Lord as I should, you know, but if there's a, a wise son says, you know what, this is going to disappoint my mama. Well, that's not the right motivation. Okay, you, you do whatever you want to with that. But I'm not going to apologize. If there's times I made decisions that were right for the simple fact that I didn't want to break my mom's heart. You know, we should all feel that way when it comes to our Heavenly Father. We don't want to break His heart. We don't want to disappoint Him. But a wise son honors his mother. Now, I have to address the opposite side of that because I want this to be a warning. I've already warned you, I'm going to warn you. This younger generation, listen very carefully to me. And I have had... Young adults, I've had parents get upset with me when I've made this statement or a similar statement. Don't tell me you love your mother if you're okay with her crying over your foolish decisions. Don't tell me you love her. Because here's one man, as, as hard as it might be for you to take it, who will look you in the eye and tell you you are a liar. How can you say that? Because God said it. A foolish man who will not exercise wisdom, who say, well, hey, I don't, have, I don't know where we, we all have access to God. Every child of God has access to God. 
We have access to the Word of God. And he says that a, if you don't make the wise decision, a foolish man despises his mother. Now, let's take the strict definition of the word despise. is to condemn, to scorn, to disdain, to have the lowest opinion of. There are, there are, there are Christian adults who grew up under the ministry of a pastor who loved them, prayed for them, sacrificed for them, and they despised them. They got saved under their preaching, and they despised them. They performed their wedding ceremony, and they despised them. The pastor, they don't hate you. The definition of the word despise is to condemn, to scorn, to disdain, to have the lowest opinion of. There are Christians, there are adults who grew up in their, obviously their parents' house, a Christian mom or dad, took them to Sunday school, put them in a Christian school, made sure they had money, that they would go without so they'd have money to go to camp. They'd go without so they could play in sports. They'd go without so they could go on this huge trip. They would go without so they could have everything. They despise them. No, they, they, we, they, no, they don't. They don't. According to the Bible, they do. And the reason why is, is because they're full of themselves. So, young people, use this as a warning God's viewpoint is, if you're not going to make wise decisions, if you're not going to be somebody who lives a life who's making wise decisions so mom and dad can be proud of you, the opposite of that is somebody who despises their mom. Number five. Everybody with me? Chapter 23. I teach this, and, I, and I, know, I know there's a lot of people in here, you have, you have loved ones who are, are away from the Lord. And, and I want to use this as a warning tonight to those who still have to make decisions, but at the same time, you need to hear what the Bible says. Because those foolish sons will try and use guilt on you. And they'll tell you, oh, I love you. If you love me, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you really love me, you would stop doing something that would bring sorrow to me. If you really love me, you would, you would honor me. You would do those things. So, so it's important for you to understand the best you can and take as much emotion out of it as you can that they will use those emotions against you. But let's go to number 5, chapter 23. Verse number 15 and 16. This is the next, next few. We're going to give some more context to this. My son, verse 15 of chapter 23. My son, if thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice even mine. Yea, my reign shall rejoice when the lips speak right things. Number five, a wise son brings rejoicing to his father when he makes the right choices. A wise son brings rejoicing to his father when he makes the right choices. You know, you... Bible, if Bible is in your home, the Bible, obviously, you're under the, the, the teaching of the Word of God. You adopt the principles in your life. God's going to bless you. And certainly I can say this as a pastor, but let's make it even more 
more, more relevant to the Bible study tonight as, as parents. Young people, your, your parents will be proud of you no matter what you end up doing as long as you make wise choices. Make the wise choice. Well, everybody just won't know, wants me to do No, we want you to make the if, if God wants you to do something specifically for him, that would be the wise choice. But notice what is being said here. If thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice. My reign shall rejoice when his, thy lips speak right things. When you make the right choices to do the right things, oh, you make, the pride that's in the heart of a father who has taught, who's done the best they could to have their children in the right place. For them to have the opportunity to make the foolish choice and make the wise choice. There's a sense of pride that swells up in here. And by the way, there's, there's some adults in here. You have the opportunity to make your mom and dad's heart feel good. Say, well, they're, 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 they don't believe like I believe. They may not even, they're not, they may not even be saying, but you could still. They may not understand why you do all that you do. But God will bless you as you make something out of yourself and your family. God blesses your family. There'll be something eventually they'll point to and say, well, I see what you're doing. I see how you're doing it. I see these others are, and look at what God is doing for you. Well, you can put, they can be proud of that. But a wise son brings rejoicing to his father. So young people, you want to make your father proud, do right. We think in order for God to be proud of us, that everybody's got to know our name. We've got to make a big splash. No, we just make the right choices. And the heart of our Heavenly Father is pleased. Number six, chapter 23, verse 17. Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all thy day long. For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. Be not among wine-bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Number six, a wise son avoids the wicked crowd and wicked things. Son, let not thy heart envy sinners. Be very careful. Now look at what's going on in the world with Hollywood, with the NBA, and with all these things out there and this culture that's out there. And say, oh, I wish I could be like that. No, you don't. You think you do. But you don't want to be a heaviness to your mother. You want your father to be proud of you. You, you, you want to make wise choices. Don't envy sinners. For surely there's an end. Those Instagram posts, they don't show the end. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. Be not among. Didn't say don't be a wine-bibber. He said, don't even be among them. Pastor, I'm not doing it. Are you among them? A wise son isn't even among them. Stays away from the wrong crowd. 
stays away from those that are doing things they know is right. Among riotous eaters of flesh, for their drunkard and their glutton shall come to poverty. Boy, don't even be around the wrong crowd. Boy, nothing worries a parent who's concerned for their child like the people they're around. Boy, as a parent myself, it's like sometimes that, I don't know why, but sometimes that little antenna goes up and I'm just like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, that's not going to, that's not going to be good. Yeah, no thank you. What is it? I don't want to be around the wrong crowd because I know what it can do to them. If you'll permit me to interject this in this Bible study, as a pastor, sometimes I'm like, yeah, what are they doing? Well, well, I'm not doing it. You're among them. What do you think's going to happen? And if you're among them, all it takes is one time to participate in that slanderous conversation one time when they go to that place that you should you know a christian shouldn't be one time they they crack open the 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 alcohol one time all it takes don't be among that crowd who does not love the lord the sinner we defined that months ago they're they're the less the lost that's not necessarily, well, everybody's a sinner pastor who can know it's those that are lost do not know the lord they're living as a lost person you gotta be careful a wise son avoids the wicked crowd and wicked things. You know it's easier to take a stand on something when you're not in the middle of it? It's easier to become something when you're in the middle of it? Say, well, pastor, I'm just not as dogmatic about that. All I'm saying is a wise person takes wisdom and uses wisdom to make their choices. So what would the wise thing be. Well, what has God said about it? God said, come out from among them. What did the wise thing to be? Well, God said, uh, separate yourself from those that have a disorderly walk. Well, what, is the, what would the wise thing be? God said, don't be among the wine-bibbers. He said, don't, be, don't envy sinners. Well, I guess that would be the wise thing to do. A wise son avoids the wicked crowd and wicked things. Number seven, I got two more, I got to hurry. Number seven, chapter 27, verse 11. 27 verse 11, my son be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him that reproacheth me. Now, very carefully, number seven, a wise son brings validation to the sacrifice and teachings of the father. A wise son brings validation to the sacrifice and teachings of the father. Let me read that verse again. My son be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him that reproacheth me. For the Christian mom and dad says, we're going to rear our children according to the word of God. There's some that will reproach you because the way you rear your children. Because the things you do. And by the way, let me just say, if you, if, you, if you teach and do what the word of God says, and that child follows, makes those wise decisions, validation will come. But let me tell you what's going to happen every time. The fool is going to have the fools in every time. You have to, and as a as that son, you know, permit me, if you will, and some of you can apply to many of you. I referenced 
you know, there's many who are in the service tonight. You grew up here. You have, yeah, your children are here. I can't make fun of some now because they have grandchildren as much as I could in the past, but, you know, we have those generations. It's validation. It, let's just, if you'll, I'm just going to say it how it is. The fact that I grew up in an independent Baptist preacher's home, and he happened to pastor this church before me, and I'm now pastoring, it's validation. The fact that there's so many here who you grew up in a Christian home and you're still here, it's validation. There's nothing wrong with this Bible. There's nothing wrong with the old-time way. There's nothing wrong with the principles in this book. And, well, it's outdated. No, it's not outdated. And what we need is a generation, if nobody else wants to do it, may the, the generations of the Emmanuel Baptist Church determine we'll live our life in a way, we'll make those wise choices because when mom and, I want mom and dad in their older age, or there I say old age, to be back and sit around and look at what God's done, look what God's made out of your life, look how God's blessed you and say, it was worth every sacrifice. Matter of fact, the reason why some of you have a hard time and you second guess every decision I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you understand why you feel the way you do. Did I do the right thing? Did I make the right sacrifices? Should I have been easier on them? Should I have not made such a big deal about this or this? What you're looking for is that validation. You, have, you as the parent have to get validation from what this Bible says. And you did what the Bible says. As the son, it can give validation to mom and dad Make that heart glad and joyous. Yep, all the sacrifices were worth it. All, all the decisions were I didn't do it, I didn't do it perfectly, but it's validation. And that ought to be the goal of every young really every person, every young person here is that I want God to do so many bless my life because of the wise decisions I make. And if you make wise decisions, you have the promise of God that you'll have the benefits of that. It's a wise thing to prepare yourself. It's a wise thing to separate yourself. It's a wise thing uh, to, to, to uh, tithe. It's a wise thing to be about the things of the Lord. It's a wise thing to seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's a wise thing to say, God is who I'm going to serve. God's going to bless you for that. And then when those blessings come, there's validation. I, I don't want to, as a preacher, I don't want to be a statistic as one of these like, well, you know, the, life got too hard, the ministry got too hard, taking a stand, they were all by themselves, and so they gave them the compromise and went this and way. No, I, I, I want to be a validation of those preachers of the last generation who took the stand and who influenced me. I'm a validation every time I stand and open this old book and preach it, not of a perfect man, but of a God who's right, a God who's true, a Bible who's still true. The old-time way still works. It's a validation. You know how people come into this church and they scratch their head? We thought all these old-time churches were gone. It's a validation of what they already know, that this book is true. And in our life, we can be validation for those that instructed us, for those that taught us, 
for those that sacrifice for us. A wise son brings validation to the sacrifice and teachings of the Father. Number eight and finally, chapter 28, verse 7, where we started. This should wrap it all up. Whoso keepeth the law, chapter 28, verse 7, whoso keepeth the law is a wise son, but he that is a companion of righteous men shameth his father. Number eight, a wise son keeps the law, and in doing so avoids shame to his family. Obviously, when I say law, I'm not talking about the Old Testament law. I'm talking about the law in this book. A wise man, a wise son keeps the law, keeps this book. Don't let this world tell you that your life's going by because you're after all those spiritual things, all those Christian things, and you can have some things in this world. Though a wise son keeps the law. Please don't miss this. And in doing so, avoids shame to his family. This is something that needs to be said as well. He that is a companion of righteous men shameth his father. I don't know how any other way to say it, but just be blunt. Foolish son affects his family, is an embarrassment to his family. And in case there's any rebels out there tonight that say, I shouldn't be an embarrassment, if you, if you don't do right, when you have wisdom... Don't, don't get on to mom and dad because they're embarrassed that you went the way of the devil, that you believed his lies. You know, if, if you, if, the, the addicts of today, they're an embarrassment. Doesn't mean mom and dad doesn't love them any less. Doesn't mean God doesn't love them any less. But we live in a society where things that should embarrass us, we, we're told that we should be excusing them. And there's a reason that that happens, so we shouldn't be embarrassed. No, we should be embarrassed when we fall short of God's standard. Amen. It should bring shame to us. Now, there's a proper way, certainly, for us to approach those situations. There's a proper way for us to handle that. But I want to make this point tonight because I don't want any of these young people over there one day to be an embarrassment to your mom and dad. You won't be an embarrassment if you didn't graduate valedictorian. Mom and dad, if they are, you need to get something right. But you'll be an embarrassment if you go the way of the devil and he destroys your life. They will love you. They will, they will, they will help you. They, they, and this church will keep the doors open for you. If you ever need help, please come back. But it's still, if the devil gets a hold of your life and somebody says, how so? It, there's an embarrassment there. Like it or not, this is what the Bible is teaching. So what's the point of bringing this up, Pastor? The point is, determine never to be that embarrassment. Determine that it's not going to be. And, and I say this because it's in, our, it's in our culture today. Well, the problem is those church people, this brings an embarrassment to them. It brings an embarrassment to the Creator. Because God didn't create us to be animals. He didn't create us to glorify ourselves. And he certainly didn't create us for the devil to get a hold of us and ensnare us with the sins of this world. We've confused love with that embarrassment and that shame. 
No, God uses shame. We should be ashamed when we have the opportunity to serve God and we don't. So let me wrap all of this up with the, with the conclusion with, with one statement that I might say 12 ways, but it's one statement. Because I want to leave with a because because my, my purpose is as a warning. I told you, right? But I also want to leave with a little bit of hope for the foolish son out there. And a little bit of instruction for those that might would have a foolish son. So according to the Bible, how does a foolish son become a wise son? It's found in this verse of Scripture. Whoso keepeth the law is a wise son. So a foolish son can become, just like I said earlier, a wise son can become a foolish son just like that. A foolish son can become a wise son by starting to keep the law. That's what needs to be done. You can't erase what's been done. It might be hard because you've allowed your flesh to get used to and accustomed to that sin. And by the way, young people, young, don't let this world, the devil fool you. Say, oh, I can go back in. Oh, it gets awful hard. Oh, it gets hard. But for the grace of God, it, it would be impossible. It's difficult. But what they have to do is they have to start exercising wisdom in their choices. Remember when we started out, it says all about choices, a wise choice or a foolish choice. That's what makes a wise son or a foolish son. So if I'm a foolish son, how do I become a wise son? It's my choices. I start making wise choices. Now, it's good for me to point this out, but I also want to Leave this instruction as well. Don't negotiate with a foolish son. If you'll do this, then no, nope. You can become a wise son. You got a son that's away from the Lord. You got a child's away from the Lord. So well, I wish I could be validated. Oh, if they would come back and start doing wise, God's grace is validated right there. Restoration is validated right there. I've seen many a parent hurt their child when they tried to help their child. God is giving us instruction. A foolish son can become a wise son just by obeying the law. Because when we were all born, God did not give this person the gift of wisdom and determine this one's going to be an idiot. This one's a fool. Sorry, mom and dad. This one's a scorner. That's not the way it works. It's all based on our decisions. It's all based on our choices. And I know we live in a society today where we don't like to be made to be accountable for our choices, but the Word of God holds us accountable. So there's hope. There's always hope for the foolish one, but don't negotiate. Do what's right. That's how I know when somebody comes and says, Pastor, I need to get my life straightened out. I need to get these things right. Okay, let's start making wise choices. Well, is there another way? I just want people to accept me. I'm sorry. I will love you. I will pray for you. But I can't accept the foolishness because God does not. So better is for us to start making wise choices.
And by the way, if you've made a foolish choice, you don't have to make another one. Don't let the devil tell you that, well, you've blown it. It's over. It's too late. No, no, no. All you have, according to God, his viewpoint, not my viewpoint or anybody else. By the way, our viewpoint ought to be God's viewpoint. But his viewpoint is just start making wise choices and I'll consider you a wise son. I'll consider you wise because you use wisdom to start making those choices. So those that have the opportunity, have their life is still ahead of them, determined to make the, the wise choices. You know, that's why if, if you've got a mom and dad who's also got you here on a Wednesday night, you ought to listen to them before you make choices. If you've got a pastor who's available to you, you, you don't have to. But if it's about making wise choices, there's nothing wrong with getting help and encouragement and making wise choices. Oh, we, we want God to bless us, don't we? So let's continue to make the wise choices. Father,